श्रवनम डायरीज पॉडकास्ट Hare Krishna everyone we are continuing to read the Bhagavad Gita as it is the book by his divine grace Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada chapter 10 the opulence of the absolute text 27 Uchashravasam ashvanam vidhimam amritod bhavam airavatam gajendranam naranam cha naradipam Of horses know me to be Uchayashrava, produced during the churning of the ocean for nectar. Of lordly elephants I am Airavata, and among men I am the monarch. Purport The devotee demigods and the demons, Asuras, once took part in churning the sea. From this churning... The nectar and poison were produced and Lord Shiva drank the poison. From the nectar were produced many entities of which there was a horse named Uchayashrava. Another animal produced from the nectar was an elephant named Airavata. Because these two animals were produced from nectar, they have special significance and they are representatives of Krishna. Hmm. Amongst the human beings the king is the representative of Krishna because Krishna is the maintainer of the universe and the kings who are appointed on account of their godly qualifications are maintainers of their kingdoms kings like Maharaj Yudhishthir Maharaja Parikshit and Lord Ram were all highly righteous kings who always thought of the citizens welfare in vedic literature the king is considered to be the representative of god in this age however with the corruption of the principles of religion monarchy decayed and is now finally abolished it is to be understood that in the past however people were more happy under righteous kings text 28 ayudhanam ham vajram dhenunam asmikamaduk prajam prajanashchasmi kandarpa sarpanam asmi vasuki of weapons i am the thunderbolt <laughs> jai among cows i am the surabhi Of causes for procreation I am Kandarpa the god of love and of serpents I am Vasuki hmm. Purport The thunderbolt indeed a mighty weapon represents Krishna's power in Krishna Loka in the spiritual sky there are cows which can be milked at any time and they give as much milk as one likes of course such cows do not exist in this material world but there is mention of them in krishna loka the lord keeps many such cows which are called surabhi hmm. it is stated that the lord is engaged in herding the surabhi cows kandarpa is the sex desire for presenting good sons 
and therefore Kandarpa is the representative of Krishna. Sometimes sex is engaged in only for sense gratification. Such sex does not represent Krishna. But sex for the generation of good children is called Kandarpa and represents Krishna. Now in word for word Kandarpa means Cupid. Kandarpa is the god of love. So basically wanting children and loving the other person, right? The two of them is have to be there. And I remember one time uh, Mahatma Prabhu, I was in the class of Mahatma Prabhu and he was like, what are the most common myths or yeah, myths about uh, Grihastha Ashram? And I raised my hand and I said that the wife, no, the husband should not be attached to his wife. And Mahatma Prabhu was like, yeah, he should be attached to somebody else's wife. <laughs> As if, right? So basically, yeah, it's uh, it's considered that there should be love between... And it's like, if I, if I speak, like I'm speaking to the general audience in the podcast, meaning anybody can listen to us. But uh, if I talk among devotees and I say it, it would sound like something like shocking sometimes. Sometimes. And uh, maybe not right now, but sometime in the 90s or early 2000s for sure. That, you know, it's nice when husband and wife, they love each other. Ooh, you know, and when they have kids, it's nice when both of them want children. And it's like, and that's the cause of procreation, that love. And you will see, like I've seen personally, I've seen such amazing kids and you can clearly see that their sun and their moon in the chart, they're very strong. That means that this, the child is very much, very much desired, very much wanted. So, I mean, of course, the sun and moon can be debilitated for some other reasons also but uh, basically like when the child is wanted the significant the significators of their mother or the father they're they're in good position so yeah just like that and uh, of course if we want good population also and i mean there, there is a Samskara's course given by Ananda Tirta Prabhu and Radhasundri Mataji at the Mayapur Academy and they speak about this <laughs> in detail and they are re- they have realized knowledge. I don't have realized knowledge yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Text 29. varuno yadasam aham pitrinam aryama chashmi yama samyamatam aham of the my mighty hooded, I'm sorry. I'll focus now. Of the many hooded Nagas, I am Ananta. And among the aquatics, I am the demigod Varuna. Of departed ancestors, I am Aryama. And among the dispensers of law, I am Yama, the lord of death. (laughs) Purport. Among the Many hooded Naga serpents, Ananta, is the greatest. Interesting, right? Previous verse, he said, of serpents, I am Vasuki. 
Vasuki, who remembers Vasuki? Vasuki is the serpent which was used as the rope for the churning of the milk ocean, right? And here, Krishna says, of the many hooded Nagas. So Sarpa and Naga are two different things, two different beings, right? Sarpanam, he doesn't have many hoods, he have one hood, Sarpa. That's a serpent. And here, Krishna says, among the Nagas, Nagas, they have many hoods. He is Ananta, of course, because Ananta, he is holding, he's the greatest, Ananta. So Ananta is the greatest, as is the demigod Varuna among the aquatics. They both represent Krishna. There is also a planet of Pitas, ancestors, presided over by Aryama, who represents Krishna. There are many living entities who give punishment to the miscreants, and among them Yama is the chief. Yama is situated in a planet near this earthly planet. After death, those who are very sinful are taken there. And Yama arranges different kinds of punishments for them. If you read Garuda Purana, I mean, Srimad Bhagavatam 5th Canto also describes the different types of punishments that Yamaraj is giving to the miscreants. But in Garuda Purana, the descriptions are so vivid, like it just like it just makes your hair stand on end. And I was reading the description of the whole journey of the soul to that planet of Yamaraj. It's really like, I mean, please read it if you are interested. Text 30. Praladas chasmidaityanam kala kalayatam aham Mriganam cha mrigindroham Vainateyascha pakshinam Among the daitya, demons, I am the devoted prahlad. Among subduers, I am time. Among beasts, I am the lion. And among birds, I am Garuda. Purport. Diti and Aditi are two sisters. The sons of Aditi are called Adityas, and the sons of Diti are called Daityas. All the Adityas are devotees of the Lord, and all the Daityas are atheistic. Although Prahlad was born in the family of the Daityas, he was a great devotee from his childhood. Because of his devotional service and godly nature, he is considered to be a representative of Krishna. There are many subduing principles, but time wears down all things in the material nature, or in the material universe, and so represents Krishna. Of the many animals, the lion is the most powerful and ferocious, and of the million varieties of birds, Garuda, the bearer of Lord Vishnu, is the greatest. Mm. Jai. Actually, when it comes to Diti and Aditi, it's also interesting, right? They had the same husband, Diti and Aditi, but Aditi's kids, children, they were the sons, the devotees of the Lord, and the sons of Diti were all atheistic. So that's where um, the mother's consciousness really 
plays a big role in the children's destiny. And here it's it means means uh, when the Prabhupada he mentions that. Uh, I mean, I believe that's why Prabhupada mentions that. And Prahlad Maharaj, we all know that he was basically preached to by Narada Muni, isn't it? So Narada Muni, he, he made Prahlad a devotee. Or he, he saw that Prahlad will be a great devotee and he just he became a spiritual master and instructed him. Another point I wanted to mention is that time, right? The time is the of subduers. He is time, Krishna is time, and we truly see that, you know, the people joke or people have this scientific fiction about the fact that somebody will make time machine because they're trying to subdue this one factor which will never be subdued. You know, we're trying to subdue material nature, you know, you take iron, you subdue iron, you make your headphones. You know, you take gold, you subdue gold, you make your ornaments. You take anything, you subdue it, and you make something out of it. You, you know, like you make an airplane, and then you subdue space to some extent. You know, you can be in America today, in Japan tomorrow, in India day after tomorrow, in Russia day after day after tomorrow, in Europe day after day after day after tomorrow, and you can subdue space to some extent. Private jet, right? flying around or you can go to space you know there's there are programs now when people if they pay a lot of money they can go into space Ah, subduing time and i mean subduing space but of subduers krishna is time because time you cannot subdue no matter how much you want there is no yantra that is that will be called a time machine it doesn't doesn't exist this is pure fiction. It's pure speculation. Pure nonsense. Because of subduers, Krishna is time. Time is... Uh, Krishna later will be saying that to the atheists, Krishna comes as death. Because by the time you build your time machine, you will die and basically you will never build it. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Okay. Anyhow, we shall... Uh, oh, yeah, tomorrow we shall uh, read the text number 31 and the following verses and tomorrow Krishna will say who is he from the purifiers thank you so much for tuning in today the book links previous episodes timeline and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com the link is in the description and we shall see you tomorrow Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 